so uh, we're starting this week with me in a state of confusion and crisis uh, over seating arrangements, uh, which I will go into more detail uh, shortly. Uh, it's been uh, a decisive week uh, and it's going to be a disruptive few weeks uh, on the horizon. Some of you know what I'm referring to. Uh, welcome to episode 90 of Mr. Bert Pods. Well, generally, it's been quite a quiet week, um, but there have been decisions made and uh, things are on the go. Uh, as I say, I will explain that shortly. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be a bit more exciting in the window today because I noticed the past two weeks uh, practically nothing happened. And so far, as I was setting up, I've just had one person walk past uh, and absolutely no cars. We do have the double yellow lines now at the end of the road uh, that are regularly commented on how useful they are um, because they've put them at the end of all the little roads around here because people park their cars in really annoying places on corners and on pavements and they've made a world of difference, the double yellow lines. So that's all good. The builders, uh, well, they are there because there is noise every now and then and the things are happening, but they're not there at the moment. And I haven't seen an awful lot of them. The vans have been around a bit. I can't really work out what's going on, but I suppose if they were meant to finish their work in November and it's now February and it's nowhere near finished, um, they're fitting in with other things that they've taken on, uh, having not expected to be doing this in February. Anyway, so that's that. Um, I am looking up down the street and it is deadly quiet. And um, yeah, so yoga, uh, that was that was all right. That was another boring week, actually, of not being too bad. I did feel like the Tin Man before he was um, oiled this morning. And there were some rather worrying uh, sort of, well, just noises. I don't know how to describe them coming from my lower back uh, at certain points. But um, my... Lovac was hurting a bit, but not in a bad way. Um, I think it was on the verge of not being good, and the yoga sort of eased it, which is all very good. So uh, she gave another quote. At the, uh, there was a bit of turmoil at the beginning, actually, because I logged on, and I usually have to wait to go into the lesson on Zoom. Uh, but I went straight into a picture of myself, which was very disconcerting. Anyway, it turned out uh, she was having to do it all herself, and she was late. Uh, for some reason, the person in the building must have been off. So uh, it was all a bit confusing. Uh, but there we are. That got self-sourced out. The, um, for reasons which will become clear soon, the uh, camera, the laptop camera, was in a slightly different place. Unfortunately, I think it's a better place. Unfortunately, because I think she can see more of me than she could previously. So it actually might go back to the place it was before, uh, where I can hide. Um, yeah, she did a quote. Oh, there's somebody walking along. That's exciting. They've got a shopping trolley. Um, and um, uh, yeah, so she gave a quote and I couldn't hear what it was again. And it actually sounded really interesting. Uh, and I couldn't hear who the quote was by either. And then, of course, yet again, my whole of relaxation, Shavasana, was fussing around in my head about what the quote was. Anyway, so that was all that. And then I went for um, a lovely run. Uh, now wondering, of course, why, I mean, Darren is absolutely right. Why was I running round and round 
a recreation go, uh, ground nine and a half times uh, when I can be running uh, up in Ali Pali with lovely views over London and running through trees, a certain amount of mud. Uh, I did uh, come off the, I did avoid a load of mud actually today by going into some leaves and the leaves were hiding uh, even deeper mud. So uh, fortunately there was no one around to see me coping with that. And it was a very nice run and it's lovely to be up. Um, well, the weather's been nice actually. It's not really been a horrible winter. I mean, it hasn't been a very, very cold winter, I don't think. And we've had a lot of sunny days this winter. I don't think we've had an awful lot of rain. So uh, no doubt there'll be a drought in the summer. So, um, yeah, so looking out the window, there's actually two cars missing at the moment because they're in the garage. Two neighbours have got cars in the garage. So there is less to look at than normal and there are no builders. And there is nobody walking past except that strange magical person with a trolley who's completely vanished. I don't know where they've gone. Anyway, so um, back to the big news of the week. Um, apparently the decision was made uh, when I broadcast last week, uh, but I didn't realise the decision had been made. Uh, we are getting a cat. So the decision that hadn't been made was whether we were going to adopt or uh, foster. Let's go back to the beginning. I had a cat called Polly a long time ago, and Polly went into the local cattery um, and I never really talked to the woman who ran it very much. Um, uh, Polly was quite a difficult cat to give a pill to. I mean, I know all cats are difficult to give pills to. Polly was particularly difficult to give pills to. Fortunately, never had to have an awful lot. She was a tortoiseshell and she was very, uh, she was a character. Um, but she was also very pickable and very sit on your lapable and she used to buried down under the duvet as well when I was in bed. So uh, she was a really lovely uh, cat in that sense. She was also the sort of cat that when you're going on holiday uh, and you're all packed and you're waiting for the taxi to take you to the cattery, she's the sort of cat that will go out without you realising it. And then you then find her sitting looking at you in the next door neighbour's garden uh, with a fence in between you and the cat that you can't climb over and the taxi arriving at the doorstep to take you and the cat to the cattery. So you then have to cancel the taxi and ring various people, uh, slightly hysterical and on the verge of tears because you think you're going to miss your flight. Uh, I don't think that did happen. She's also the sort of cat that um, comes in uh, with obviously something wrong with her leg, uh, which turns out to be a broken leg, and then uh, a cast is put on it and then about a week before, and again, just prior to going on holiday, about a week before the cast is due to be taken off, uh, she's on the windowsill uh, on the first floor, and then she's not on the windowsill on the first floor. She's on the ground outside the flat. Uh, she's basically fallen off the windowsill with a cast on her leg. And then I have to ring the vet up and explain that um, she's already got a cast on her leg as she fell off the window. So fortunately, um, she was all right. And I think we did get the holiday. So that was also she was obviously quite a stressful cat. She was then anyway, when she died, um, I got talking to the uh, person that runs the cattery. And it turns out she was an absolute joy to give pills to in the cattery. She just used to open her mouth and uh, the person used to pop the pill in and she used to swallow and close her mouth. Uh, and I was quite bitter about this fact. Um, and of course, it just turned out that, you know, 
Polly the cat in the cattery was quite a different cat to Polly the cat uh, in my company in the flat. Uh, as she was very loved in the cattery. So then a year after she died, uh, her replacement via <clears throat> the cattery, who decided uh, that we could do with the cat, was Tara. And a lot of you know Tara was basically the devil incarnate uh, who destroyed our lives. Well, she definitely destroyed the flat. Um, she was an absolute nightmare. Uh, she was a really lovely, lovely animal who made us laugh every single day because she was so funny. There were multiple times when she disappeared and we never ever found out where she'd gone to. She didn't go out. She had no interest in going out whatsoever. I would love to have to have gone out, but no, she didn't like going out. Uh, so she just used to disappear for periods of time. She was very rarely in the same room as we were, so it was almost like not having a cat. Um, she sort of lived her life with her two fingers uh, metaphorical two fingers stuck up at us and uh, at a certain point decided just to wee wherever she felt like weeing so uh, basically destroyed the flat uh, the wee went down into the neighbour's ceiling quite a few times and all the person walking past and um, so eventually we did get um, vinyl laid down and that sorted that problem out and then she died about three years ago when everybody else seemed to either died or left my life because of covid and pandemic and everything else dreadful going on um and she was a, she was a really lovely cat but it was quite a relief that she'd gone in many ways so three years down the line i then decided uh i've had a lot of losses in my life i'd quite like uh, a little furry face back in the flat so uh i got in touch with a person in the cattery who suggested duffy who is a breeding queen and breeding means she's pedigree and therefore bred for her kittens um so her owner she's past breeding now she's 12 years old she's quite old and uh, her owner had died so she's a pixie bob which i thought basically was a haircut um it's um an american breed uh, which people thought were uh, crosses between domesticated cats and bobcats wild bobcats uh, apparently this is not true but they do have a bit of a wild look about them. They've got little tufty bits on top of their ears, their tabbies, basically. Um, and a lot of them don't have tails, but I think that's stopping now. I think they're being bred to have tails. Anyway, she's got a very long tail. She's quite a big cat, actually. So we did go and see her, uh, and she's really lovely. Um, she's not used to men, so uh, it was nice that she seemed to take to us. She let us both pick her up, and... Um, now the house is being, calling it a house, it's a flat. Um, the flat is being transformed into a potential home for Duffy, who will probably be with us in a week or so. So up into the attic yesterday, I was lucky yesterday, well I wasn't lucky, but the uh, show got cancelled at last minute, so I got an afternoon off. Um, so went up into the attic got down the cat gym which is basically one of those cat trees with three platforms on it which i've had for years and years and years it's really well made but the um the ropes coming off it and all the carpet on it has now disintegrated uh and it's a bit whiffy and she's not too bad but uh it's back in the window where it used to be so i think we might invest in a new one they're so expensive I, so that's that and then we've got uh she's got two trays uh, oh, she's an indoor. Well, she probably isn't an indoor cat. She's just being kept indoors because she's um, been a breeder. I quite like to introduce her to the outside world if she wants to go out. 
but she's got two trays there. We haven't got a very big flat, so uh, I quite like keeping the trays in the bathroom. Um, so I've squashed those into the bathroom and now life is no longer our own. Um, so the problem is we've got four, three chairs in the window. One is my rocking chair. One is a carved uh, thing that somebody gave me, sort of an antique thing. And there's a rather lovely, what's called a birth, birthing chair, which is a chair that folds up. It's again, it's an old one. I didn't want to put any of them away. So I've managed to squeeze the catch in between two of the chairs. Um, unfortunately, this meant having to move the rocking chair into the middle of the window. And then I sat in the rocking chair to do this and realised I couldn't see much out of the window. And what was the point of doing this podcast if I can't see out the window? Despite the fact that absolutely no one has gone past today except those vague two people. No cars, nothing. And um, it's just that habit of rocking. I do rock and talk. Um, so it's... Uh, I've moved them back and I've just managed to squash everything together. And I can just about see uh, up the road uh, past a cat scratching post. It's very tall. The uh, it's probably about five foot, the cat tree, um, and then of course, uh, talk of you know what she will be able to do and what she won't be able to do. Oh yeah, I forgot the cat beds. There's two cat beds, one in the shape of a big mouse and one very furry and very comfortable. Both cat beds have been ignored by the cats that we had, because as someone pointed out, uh, there's a double bed for the cat bed. Well, of course there is. You know, what cat doesn't have a double bed? So I might get the cat beds down and see how that goes. And they'll probably go straight back up again. So, um, yeah, so that's the big news. So she's called Duffy. Uh, the pedigree cats have these stupid names like racehorses. I never got over as a child racehorse names. I couldn't understand why horses were called um, friend for life or um, once around the block or whatever they're called. Um, why they weren't called Peter and Jane. Uh, and I still don't really understand, to be honest, as anybody. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so uh, breeding cats have the same ridiculous name. So her full name, I'm embarrassed to say, is one word, Rockstar Cats. And that's K-A-T-Z, Rockstar Cats. And then a new word, Duffy. So Duffy's, which is apparently a boy's name as well. Uh, although there is a singer called Duffy, a female singer. Um, she's not going to be called rock, cars, rock Star Cat Duffy. She's just so not a rock star. Uh, it's just a bizarre name. So we've got a family tree of the generations before her, of all the kittens that have been bred. It's quite a big, complicated family tree. And they've all got absolutely ridiculous names. Uh, so people haven't got anything better to do with their lives than think of stupid names for cats and racehorses. So, um, yeah. The, so there we are. So... Uh, I'm sure she'll be arriving uh, sometime this week or next week, depending on our own time scales. I have to say I'm very excited. Uh, I have to say I'm really, really, I'm so looking forward to, I remember of course when we got Tara, she got under the bath. Uh, I don't remember how she managed to get under the bath, but she did get under the bath. And then she got under the sink in the kitchen through a little gap that we hadn't noticed and just sat there scowling for about 10 days. Um, so, of course, I forget it's all the uh, moving them into a new home. But she won't be as difficult as a feral. There is a feral there that we were quite keen, but we just haven't got the time um, to be able to devote to looking after a feral. But he's called Schofield, and he's a one-eyed big ginger tom um, who apparently wouldn't let anybody near him when he first came into the cassery. And now um, 
I don't think he's mad about being stroked, but uh, he was on his bed and obviously not wanted to move anywhere. So he got quite a nice stroke. But I think um, that, you know, a feral cat needs a lot of love, care and attention, uh, which we've got the love and the care. We haven't got really got the time and the attention. So um, Duffy will be fine. And we hope because she's from another house via the cattery. But basically she's a she's a house cat, sort of flat cat. She's going to be now. So. Um, yeah, it's all quite, um, I'm very excited actually. I'm, I'm trying to actually not show just how excited I am. So apart from that, uh, there is nothing going on in the road. I think I'm going to have to, either everybody's hibernating for the winter, or I'm going to have to change the time of recording, because it's getting a bit boring now, uh, having absolutely nothing to say about what's going on in the road, which is actually the whole point of this podcast, uh, 90 episodes ago. Um... I've had some friends in to see the show, which is all lovely, and they've enjoyed it. Uh, and um, have we had some traumas in the show? Yes, we did. Yeah, we have had some traumas uh, to use some contingency plans, which meant uh, using a fader, which I'd uh, never used before. That was quite exciting, pushing that up and then pulling it down again. And um, it was quite stressful, obviously. And... Uh, yeah, well, I, there just seems to be something going on with the show every day. Um, we've now watched three John Wick films, Chapter 1, Chapter 2, Chapter 3, which uh, I wouldn't recommend them to people because they're extremely violent, but I think they're absolutely beautiful. A, they're absolutely beautifully filmed, and B, I think they're hilariously funny. Uh, they create their own world, uh, and I really like that. So despite the fact that they are hideously, and I think unnecessarily, violent uh, nobody who's not in the world of john wick who's basically a hitman the most dreaded hitman around uh, gets killed and also it has the most um it's got the most amazing lighting and uh settings and color uh design and i've noticed and some of it's set in like museums and you know real places and there's minimal collateral damage which i really like there's the only scenes where there is quite a lot of damage is obviously uh, a set. Um, and I really like that. They don't just destroy everything around them for the sake of destroying them. I don't really like violent films like that, but I've, I've enjoyed the John Wick films so much. They are so brilliantly done. And apparently directed by an ex-stuntman, so he knows what he's doing. Um, I still don't know if Keanu Reeves can act. I, I just cannot answer that question. So answers on the postcard, please, if anyone knows the answer to that. Can Keanu Reeves act? Um... And uh, what else? Jane the Virgin, we're now on season three and I've really fallen in love with it. Season three, it's just completely taken off for me. I absolutely love it. And it's it's edging its way up there with Gilmore Girls. Uh, and we've just started watching Hawkeye, the Marvel uh, TV spin-off, uh, which is very, well, we've only seen episode one, but it's very, very deliberately old fashioned, old school uh and i really like i like it that's going to obviously going to be its style uh and i really like it for that i think it's because hawkeye's a bit older than all the others uh and he's deaf at the beginning of it because he's got hearing aids so um i think through age so uh yeah it's got it's um it's and it's also got a kick-ass uh young girl heroine who's obviously going to be played against him so um my play is going very well i've written seven eight 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 scenes uh and they're being still read very kindly by the two actors at work and so i'm going to crack on with that today oh just as i'm about to sign off a person walks along the road
Yeah, that's somebody I've never seen before. So there we go. Uh, so I think that's all. The sun's gone in, actually. It was a really lovely morning, and now it's all gone grey. Um, so, uh, yes, it's, I'm afraid this is going to be now the Duffy podcast. So anybody who doesn't like cats, uh, you're going to be bored stiff. I'm really sorry. I will try and not talk about it once we've got through the uh, the arrival of her, which will probably be next podcast or the one after. Uh, no, I've never seen that person before, but they're not going to bother looking left and right when they cross the road. Um, everyone still seems to have COVID that I know. Um, I've still managed to avoid it somehow. I don't know how. But, um, yeah, thank you for listening. <laughs>